Good morning, good afternoon. I'm going to try this again and uh, I want you to give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down to let me know if this is working. I'm going to try it again. I tried this earlier. I just did a broadcast and I was just spitting fire. And it was like so amazing coming through and answering this one specific question that one of you answered, asked. And then I go to find out that there's a problem with my audio like afterwards because two things. I can't see, I cannot see who is on right now on any of your comments. Something's going on with Facebook Live. And number two, I didn't, I wasn't able to be notified that there's a problem with my audio. So I'm just checking to see if this is working now. And uh, I just want to see if, uh, you know, what's going on. By the way, this is like my first broadcast back home in Victoria. I say Victoria is my home even though it's not. My home was in Vancouver, but it's now more certain than ever that this place is my home. Amanda, can you hear me? What's going on? It's nice to see you, my dear. Um, so glad to be here. Can you hear me? I was having problems with the audio, and it seems like there's a problem with uh, being able to write like comments. So I'm just testing right now before I get started. I want to make sure... Uh, that this is kosher before I waste your time and mine. Again, I just did 47 min 30 minutes of a transmission that ended up being just not working. So, so it just uh, just wanted to see. Diana, come on over here for a second. I want to introduce you to someone, especially you, Amanda. Amanda is uh, my cousin's wife. This is my bride-to-be right here, Diana. Look at what she's wearing right here. My baby shirt. <laughs> she's wearing her little baby shirt. This is a little baby there. Hi. So we are back together. And uh, can you hear me? Can you check on your phone to see if it's actually working too? Sure. Bye. So, is she not sweet? She's pretty amazing. Um, and so it's really good to, to be with her. It's been five weeks since I've had a hug. Uh, we did more than hugging last night and this morning. I thought it was important to let you know if you're wondering. Um, <laughs> and so it just seems that uh, Victoria is now my home. I went and did Mount Douglas today and I was just blown away by how beautiful and quiet. There's a huge difference in this city compared to Vancouver, the way that it actually feels. The people here are far more grounded. I can see through people now, and as you walk, people stop and they say, Hi, how are you? Hi, good morning. In Vancouver, in downtown, when, when I would say that, people are so disconnected from themselves that they don't say hello. They don't have any kind of response. It's kind of like hollowness, this emptiness, which is a lot of people, when they reach out, they say, I feel that way, so I see you. And so today I wanted to talk about to eliminating toxic relationships. I'm going to try it again. Hopefully the um, broadcast works because earlier on, uh, I just did a broadcast half an hour. I discovered that it, the audio wasn't working. And I wanted to answer this specific question. I used, when I ended my last relationship, it was so volatile and so unconscious that it was like, oh, this is a toxic relationship. Have you ever 
heard that term or have you used it consistently? And in my marketing, in my kind of marketing, I will use it. And it's not really because I believe that that's actually what is. I use it because this is where most people are at, especially people who are stuck in a drama triangle. And toxic relationships simply, I just want you to understand, maybe even write this down. Hey, Roxana. Hey, Shannon. Kim, I see you as well. Toxic relationships simply are relationships that are caught in an unconscious drama triangle. Look it up. Google this. Drama triangle. I want you to Google the drama triangle. Look it up. It's been well documented. There's a perpetrator, there's a victim, and then there's a hero. And what happens is you'll notice yourself in any one or many of these cycles. You're the victim of one, you're the perpetrator of another. Anytime you get into a drama, anytime you get stuck into a drama triangle, um, does the audio work, hon? Perfectly? Okay, great. Anytime you get stuck in a drama triangle, you create a toxic relationship. And the thing is, is that the mistake is assuming that it's the other person that created it. See, what happens is we then get into volatility with two people who get triggered and they don't know how to resource themselves they get met with a wound in that moment that's not actually from the wound it's actually from their past they don't know how to manage it they don't know how to regulate it so what's happening is now you become responsible you become responsible for their reaction does that make sense and the problem is I can't see your engagement. Facebook isn't working. I literally can't see what you're writing right now. So all of your comments and everything, unfortunately, I can't engage with you. So, But I'm going to do the very best that I can to give you this information because knowing this information is critical to healing your relationships. And healing your relationships is critical to healing your health, to healing your anxiety. I'm going to explain all of it in today's transmission. It's so important. <clears throat> a toxic relationship is defined as, you know, you can say it's abusive, it's volatile, it's all of this, but we've all been in toxic relationships. Relationships can turn toxic at any given moment. It's, I want to, to caution you to avoid these behaviors, excuse me, to avoid these labels. The labels, because the problem with identifying somebody as a label is that now that you've labeled them as toxic, what happens to you? And by the way, I can see your hearts. So if you're resonating, instead of making comments to ask me questions and stuff, hit the heart button. I want you to and invite people into this conversation. I want you to think of two or three people that you know that are stuck in the drama triangle, perpetrator, victim, hero loop. Look that up. If you're jumping on new, Google it, the drama triangle. Watch it <clears throat> because this answers your question. Samantha just asked about what about toxic relationships? Should I just eliminate them from my life? Thank you. When you see something that really resonates and it just hit home, hit the love button so that I know. Thanks, Shannon. I see you, sweetie. In New Zealand, I want to give you like the biggest hug, Shannon, because the courage it took, takes to take on 
this work, I call people heroes and I'm going to explain to you why by the end of it. Please stay with me. This is a really important conversation. <clears throat> we have a, a, a society of people running around labeling others, calling them toxic. And these people, I understand these people because I was one of these people because I was stuck in the drama triangle as the victim. However, what we don't understand is these drama triangles, we play a different role in each. You're a victim in this drama triangle. You are, thank you, sweetie. So sweet. She brought me tea. You are a victim in this drama triangle. You are a perpetrator in another drama triangle, and you're the hero in another drama triangle. Can you see that in your life? The reason why it's so important for you to see that is that if you're dealing with toxic relationships, if you want to break the cycle of that, you must be able to own your part in the drama triangle. Ah! And by the time you do it, and, and knowing this doesn't stop you from getting into it. I'll get into an argument with somebody who I know, and then I'll be like, oh, after it's done, I'm like, because I jump into unconsciousness. We jump into unconsciousness when we get triggered. But then you'll be able to stop and go, ah, I was so the victim here. Ooh, I was being the perpetrator in this drama triangle. Oh, I get to be the hero. Ah, of course, their little drama triangle, I got to be the hero. Ah, and knowing that and understanding that is super critical to healing toxic relationships. Because your toxic relationship is simply an unconscious drama triangle that you have no idea how to break. And when you are with your mother or your kid or whoever that you're, or your partner that you are labeling as toxic, here's what I want you to see it as. It's actually two people who are wounded and unconscious of it and each other are each other's inter in the interaction that's happening in this moment between these two people both are bringing a past unresolved or unconscious into the moment creating an explosion of charge of emotional charge that each other is pointing the finger at and blaming the other person for starting what if i told you it didn't start with you what if i told you it didn't start with them because it didn't and it didn't start with their parents either and so here's the thing the question samantha asked is should i leave should i leave by the way make sure you ask questions pose them in the group don't send me dms pose them in the group and then i'll say ah i'm going to do a facebook live about it because this um give me some uh, context for the content that I'm giving. So the way that you heal it is by owning your part in it. And here's the thing. The question Samantha asked was, do I leave this situation? Do we rid them out, out of our life? Do we eliminate all the toxic, toxicity from our life? Yes, you can do that. That's option number one. But here's the thing. The thing that they brought up in you the, the very anger or whatever that they brought up in you, you can let them go, you can break up, you can get the divorce, you can eliminate them. Yes, it's true. And if you don't take responsibility in, over your reactivity about the whole thing, that wound you carry with you to the next relationship. 
You can even leave the continent. Wherever you go, there you are. You come back into another interaction, and there you are again. Oh my goodness, there they are again. Another perpetrator. Because you have your victim glasses on. And we all know people in our lives who are literally walking around with victim goggles. And if you are interacting with somebody with victim goggles, guess who's going to eventually become the perpetrator in their drama triangle? You. And if you walk around unconscious, you're going to literally become the perpetrator in other victim triangles. You'll repeat the pattern again and again. You'll go from one perpetration to another. This is what a toxic relationship is. It's a drama triangle that you haven't yet learned how to break. How do you break it? The first step, which is often the most difficult. I would say many people aren't ready for this first step. Guess what the first step is? The first step is to say, yeah, I've been the victim. Yeah, I've been the perpetrator. Yeah, I keep playing the hero. This is my role. And the way that you heal is by understanding that you have just been playing a role. A role that didn't start with you, a role that's unconscious, that you've been playing all your life, that comes from an earlier wound. That role is familiar to you. That role that you're going through and spinning your wheels in this cycle is a familiar one to you. It's a pattern. You see it again and again and again. And if you don't wake up to the fact that it is a pattern, you're going to repeat it. So I had a, a buddy of mine who had this exact thing going on. He, was, he had broken up a relationship of a, toxic, of a friend who was toxic. And he was one of his, he was like a dear brother. This guy was like his brother and they hadn't spoken in a year. It's like a deep friendship and a brother. Think of somebody that you know that you haven't spoken to in a year because of this toxic meltdown that you've labeled as, you know, um, that, 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 that you're a part of in the drama triangle. Think of that one. This guy was, this is like his best friend. <clears throat> his best friend and him had a falling out because he was in a relationship where he was buying love. He didn't see it because it was his past. And his friend called him out on it. And that caused him to, you're toxic, and then shouted some obscenities back. They got into an argument. Boom. And they haven't, and, and he turned around and jabbed him and said, yeah, look at what you've done in your career. All of this success, why is it that you're only making this much? Which was a good way of him jabbing him. And he was like, fuck you. <sighs> now, you can eliminate toxic people out of your life. Sure, you can. But here's the that. Deep down inside, this guy, his heart really missed his friend. It's like, what happened? We were brothers. And when you have fragmented relationships, when you have an attachment that was busted, you're not fully whole. There's a fracture in your psyche. There's a fracture that happens in your soul. Can you relate to that? There's a fracture that happens in your psyche and a fracture that happens in your soul. And for him, it was causing him a great deal of anxiety. So when we got into this conversation, we went back and he got to see 
his part in the drama triangle and I asked him I said when he said what he did what was that bringing up for you this is how you heal toxic relationship. But you can't do it. Should you separate? Yes. If you don't know how to self-regulate, if you all of a sudden get triggered by somebody who, whatever they're being toxic, and you aren't able to hold and contain your own emotions, and then you get pulled into theirs and get enmeshed in theirs, then yes, you don't know how to self-regulate. So you're participant in the drama triangle. It's wise for you to learn how to regulate first and make sense of the entire thing before going back and repairing because you can repair when you own your part in it and and your health depends on it so here's what happened I, I got him I did it did a session with him got him to see that what he was saying in that moment was bringing up a lot of guilt because his 13 year old self stepped up and started to take care of mom and buying things and his relationship with people became transactional his first marriage was like, I'm going to buy you all this stuff. Bye, bye, bye. It was like one of those, you know, those arrangements, right? And then, of course, it turns toxic when he's like, why is it that it's never enough? Whatever, look at what I've given you, and it's never enough. And that becomes toxic. <sighs> Blowout. But he doesn't realize that he's actually acting from a place of wound. He's going with he's going on with a trauma bond. Most of your early primitive relationships come from a trauma bond, which is why they become volatile and why they become toxic, because they're completely unconscious. So if you want to heal, it's wise for you to stop pointing fingers at people and giving them labels, because when you do, you constantly see them from the perspective of the label and they don't have a chance of coming out. If I somebody told me about you, and they told me, look out for, you know, Shannon. She's such a narcissist. Okay, watch this. I now have goggles on me looking and lenses on me looking at Shannon. And I guarantee you if I watch Shannon for like a week or two weeks or three weeks, I could find narcissistic traits. You could find that about anybody. Some more than others, right? But... Um, but it, that's the problem with labels. That's the problem with throwing a label on somebody because you now have created a context and now you're just going to find and gather evidence to support your victim story, which then keeps you partially in a toxic cycle and you don't even know it because you think that they should get you out and you're the only one to get you out. Nobody's here to save you. This is great news. It's fantastic news, but only for those willing to take on, on the work and get uncomfortable. How do we do that? Well, I did this with him. When this guy called you out for life, what came up? And he was like my 13-year-old self. There was guilt because he didn't want to face it. Oftentimes, these toxic people that we label as toxic are only holding mirrors to you about yourself in parts of you that you don't want to face. So you get triggered and then you retreat and then you get volatile and you get angry and then you label them for the reaction that up inside rather than becoming responsible that's what becoming trigger proof means not trigger less it means responsible able to respond response able rather than reactive now he saw that and he saw his wounds of why he reacted and then I got him into his into his other friend I'm like why is it that when you said what he you said he lost his oh why is it that when he saw you buying love 
he was so reactive and calling you out and screaming at you. He was, he was being a dick. I'm like, yeah, but why was he reacting that way? Instead of labeling him as a dick, what was going on? And then he looked and he goes, holy shit. I'm like, what? He goes, I know him. He's my friend. I grew up with him. He literally watched his father trying to buy his mother's love and his mother left. I'm like, ah, how do you think that felt for him? What do you think that did to him? He's like, oh my God, he probably felt like guilt and unworthy. He probably, he probably felt stupid. I said, so when he saw that behavior in you, he didn't have the wherewithal and the tools to be able to regulate himself, to be able to say this. Hey, listen, Jim, something's come up for me. I'm observing your behavior with your partner, and it seems as though it's transactional. You're buying her love. I don't see that as your highest version. And also, it's triggering me because I watched my father do this to my mother for so many years, and it broke my heart, and it just had so, it was had a devastating impact on me to see that. And so as I'm watching it come up in you, it's really difficult for me to be able to contain myself because every part of me wants to scream and yell and just just try to wake you up because it's that obvious to me and you can't see it because I love you more than anything and it's breaking my heart to see you this way. See, that is an authentic, tap some hearts if you get what I'm saying, that is an authentic response ability. That's him taking response for the trigger that he, Jim, brought up from his past experience with his parents. But he didn't have the ability to do that, did he? So what did he do? What the hell are you doing? You're buying love. What's the matter with you? And then he's like, fuck you. Fuck you. You know what? You're a failure anyway, which is a classic drama triangle of toxic volatility. Does this make sense in your life? Can you see that happening? Where have you, here's the question, where have you been playing out this dynamic in a toxic cycle? And here's what's, here's what's the problem. For the last year, he's been dealing with anxiety, looking for all sorts of therapies to solve it. How do I solve it? How do I solve it? Well, my friends, I crack the code. I understood that Anxiety is simply caused by a fragmentation between you and your real self. And so I got him to go reconnect with himself, and then he called his friend. I got a message from him. Check this out. I got a message from him this morning. I messaged him. I go, dude, how was it? And he basically sends me a message back, and he goes... This is what he said. He goes, bro. I said, you okay? He goes, bro. He and I spoke for almost two hours. Cathartic. Can't thank you enough. I'm fucking drained, but I feel like I've got a new tool to tackle some of my shit. You see that? You see that? He and I spoke for almost two hours. Cathartic. Now, before this, he was like, yeah, yeah, this is a friend of mine, but he's just toxic. <clears throat> that was a toxic person. And I'm like, ah, really? Is that right? 
let me tell you a little something about toxic relationships and how that is responsible for your anxiety. Guess what? He doesn't have anxiety anymore. He just drained all that cortisol out of his system. Let me know if you know what I'm talking about. Let me know if you know what I'm talking about. This is super duper important for you. Because if you don't get this right, if you don't get this right, let me tell you what's at stake. Not only your health is at stake, but the future of the human species is at stake. And you're gonna think I'm a little crazy, but check this out. Here's another one, okay? Check this out. I just did an interview with this guy, Dr. Jay Davidson, and he was very forthcoming. I'm, I'm gonna be featured on a summit about Lyme disease and emotions and everything, so he's interviewing me, and I'm talking about how important this is to break the cycle of intergenerational trauma. Like your family's health is at stake, your health is at stake, everybody in the planet's health is at stake. And so, I said, let me give you an example. Let's say a child spills the milk and you turn around to that kid and you say, how, why did you do that? And they're three years old. A three-year-old doesn't have a conscious. It's not really conscious. They're literally living out of their unconscious mind. They don't have a filter. So their unconscious mind is your emotional and feeling center and all of a sudden has a feeling and goes up and tells the conscious mind what meaning to make out of it. So if you scream at that kid and say, what the hell are you doing? Immediately, that feeling goes up and what's the meaning that that child is going to make out of it? That child is gonna make that meaning of I'm not enough. And then so when I shared that with him, he goes, whoa, hold on, I did that with my daughter. I said, he goes, what do I do? He's like, w what can I do? And then I told him, I said, here's what you do. You break the cycle. I asked him this, I said, close your eyes. In that moment where your daughter spilled the milk and you got triggered, let's pretend your daughter doesn't exist. The question you're going to ask, I'm gonna encourage you to do this with the people that trigger you. Okay, this is going to serve you tremendously. I share this with my clients. We work one-on-one. -on -one. These are the assignments I give the clients. People are really committed to healing from this. So I'm going to ask you the same thing. I asked him, I said, okay, she just spilt the milk. What came up for you? What was the meaning that he goes, okay, I said, pretend she doesn't exist. This is what you do. That toxic person or whatever that trigger, pretend they don't exist what came up for you? He goes, judgment. He's like, judgment came up for me. Okay, fair enough. Judgment came up for you. Can you, can you check outside? Okay. Yeah, 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 I, yeah I, I've been, yeah, you go and check. Yeah, is, is there, 20, yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> we ordered skip the dishes, and so I was busy teaching, so hopefully the food's out, out there on the porch. So, um, I basically got him into his body and I said, what came up for you? And he goes, judgment. I said, what judgment? He's like, I'm not enough, not good enough. And I'm like, yeah, where does that come from? He's like, holy shit, what? This is what my dad did to me. And I'm like, this is exactly what's happening to your daughter. And he was like, he started tearing up. 
in the interview. Every interview I've had lately with people, they get into tears because they realize how important this is. And he's like, he just stopped for a minute and he was like, whoa, this is huge. I'm like, yeah. And so if you don't get this right and go and heal that part of you. So his work will be to go back and heal. If he was a client of mine, I would go back and heal that little child of his own who was at the effect of his father's trauma, not playing victim to his father, toxic, whatever, to actually heal that and then give his own self what he never felt that he could have in that moment and empathize with himself. Guess what happens? You've been listening to the Trigger Proof Podcast, designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience. And a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. He now resources himself so that next time daughter spills the milk, instead of raging and reacting, he takes response ability for his trigger turns around and then turns to her and says sweetheart i know you you did that sometimes when you aren't looking you're gonna spill the milk but you know what i love you regardless that's how you stop the cycle because if you don't do this and you sit there playing the victim perpetrator hero dynamic in the drama triangle you will be forever stuck in this story you will be forever just playing victim you will be forever repeating these patterns and then you will pass them down eventually not because you're a bad person but because you it's your unconscious you will pass them down to your children and then here's what happens then the child becomes angry at the father rather than seeing it and they're disconnected from their roots. And why is that important? When I'm disconnected from my roots, my family, I want you to look at it, this in terms of nature, roots. If I'm connected to my roots. Now I can look around at the earth and see that we're all related. This is what they say in native traditions, all my relations. We look around and we go, wow, we're all related. What impacts me impacts others. And now, I, now I'm inspired to take the environment. Now I'm inspired to like look at the world as a global economy rather than disconnected and trying to hide from everybody and take for myself. 
I'm so connected with my roots that I can look around and say, no, 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 this is critical for me to heal this. To, for, for us, we're all related, but I can't get to that point if I'm disconnected because of a victim story of a toxic relationship. Do you see the implications of this? Hey, Arsh, nice to see you. I can't see any comments, by the way, FYI. I can't read any of your comments because Facebook Live isn't working. I can see that nine people are on. I can see the, the names, but unfortunately, I can't engage and interact with you. But I am seriously hoping that this is landing on you, how important this is. Because what's in the way of you doing this is, ah, I've done counseling. Yeah, but I've done EMDR. Yeah, but the thing is, is that that doesn't reconcile. By the way, if you hit the tap, the love button, I can feel the engagement. Those counseling sessions, retreats, all of those things don't, they don't heal the root, they, they don't get to the root cause. The root cause is first the insight and the self-healing, but the last part, which is important, which my friend just did, is reaching out to that person and reconnecting with them. And he basically said this, Bro, he and I spoke for almost two hours, cathartic, can't thank you enough, I'm fucking drained, but I feel like I've got a new tool to tackle some of my shit. And believe me, we all have this shit. We all are at the effect of unconsciousness. We all want to blame our parents. We all want to blame our abusive ex. We all want to blame our follow, you know, you know, just... And then we get stuck and we wonder, why am I so stuck in my life? Why? I just want to keep eliminating toxic people out of my life instead of looking at the interaction as information. Please write this down. My interactions with others, my triggers are information. And my work becomes to dig in and find out what this is bringing up for me which usually are unhealed parts of myself that are begging, begging for me to return to, that I've abandoned a long time ago, that I've been waiting for a hero to come and rescue me where the whole time it's he or she, that younger part, has been begging for me to come home. I remember when I first did this and I went into a meditation after my last toxic breakdown, toxic breakdown, which I labeled toxic, until I realized the perfection of it and when I went into meditation I literally had a vision of my three-year-old self that was in a well crying dirty like disgusting ripped clothes like hasn't showered in a long time in tears in anguish in distress screaming and I it was a vision I walk over and I see the well and I see him inside the well looking up and he's crying he goes where have you been where have you been that's what's happening to you your younger parts your wounded parts hey Georgia your younger wounded parts are begging you to come home so that you can be the one to heal and there's no other replacement for that no counselor no therapist. And here's the problem with going to counselors and therapists. They're so vital. And the thing is, is that they are bound by professional liabilities, professional restrictions, and they must stay objective. So they have to play your friend. They have to support you. Because if they trigger you, which, no offense, you're highly triggerable, 
if you're going in, you're very easily triggered. If they trigger you too much, you could rat on them. You could write a letter because, no offense, you're, most of the time people go to them with a victim story. So we kind of know when we're in the helping profession that the people who come to us are already in victimhood. And so when you're coming to me in victimhood, you victim goggles, pretty soon I'm going to turn into your perpetrator. That's what it's like being in a relationship with you if you're a consistent victim. If you're a victim and you haven't healed your wounds, you're bringing them to your next one and pretty soon I'm going to turn into your perpetrator in some way. It's just going to happen. The dynamic is going to happen. And because when you approach them, you're coming from that place, they're going to be very guarded with you. And they're just going to tell me about, oh, good. And then they're going to placate you. My friend was doing counseling. She's going through a separation. And she's, she's been following me for a while. And so she's like, could you just call me out if I'm wrong? And then she's like, uh, okay. <laughs> but she never calls me. She never called. My friend was like, she never calls me out. She's more like a friend. I'm like, I know. You think you're doing the work when you go to a counselor, but you're just talking to a friend who's supporting your victim story. The real work is uncomfortable. The real work is difficult. The real work involves you actually going and taking responsibility for the trigger that that toxic person that you label a narcissist and a toxic and a whatever, even if they're your mother, and going in and healing that part of yourself. So that's why when I work, I'm like, I'm not under a professional kind of within the chiropractic thing. I'm, I'm a coach. So the reason why people hire me is because I'm like, eh, I'm sorry, you're full of shit. People hire me to call them out. But I don't call them out. I call it calling you forward because it's a little more easy on you. So on, my, on all of my group trainings, uh, on the weekend workshop that we did, uh, which was mind-blowing, people coming in with all sorts of victim stories, one of them being Laura. Laura, are you there? Beautiful story, she came in, completely victimized from her past relationship, from her father, it was just running that story, and she's like, how do I get out of that victim? She's like, I got it. I'm out of that victim. I'm working towards getting out of it. And the reason why was because I started the beginning of saying, do I have your permission to call you forward? Or are you going to sink into your little victim story and try to defend yourself and make the other person wrong? Do, you have, do I have your permission? So the thing I love about my clients, and they love and hate about me, they hate me a lot, I'll say fuck you Nima quite a bit is that they give me permission to call them forward and only by being able to spot your unconscious ego are you able to heal from it and so how to solve toxic relationships stop labeling them to really appreciate what they're bringing up for you and know that it's not from what's going on it's from a past thing and do the necessary work it takes to heal that thing so that you can then repair a fracture through love. Love will save us. And by taking this work on, you are literally breaking the cycle of intergenerational trauma that just unconsciously, unconsciously gets passed down like genetics. And so it's really important for us to, to take this on. And so that's why I'm creating this community for us to have this conversation. Make sure you ask questions. What question do you have about this? I'll do another live later. And also, I'm going to encourage you to uh, join us for our breathwork. Join us for our breathwork circle that 
that's coming up on Sunday, where it's two and a half hours. It's only five bucks. People all over the world are going to get together and learn how to get back into their bodies with the very most fundamental tool that we have for personal growth, which is our breath. And it's absolutely free. And I want to train you how to use your breath to be able to heal your anxiety and get back into your body and regulate your nervous system. And that's what this is all about. I'm going to drop the, the link in the comment section there, but I look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Let me know if you have any questions. And uh, also, I have a virtual workshop as well about uh, becoming trigger-proof. Let me know if you want to see it. Send me a DM, and I'd love to send it to you. Normally, it's 97 bucks, but it's free because you are in this community. Let me know if you want to see it. It's a virtual workshop. on. It's 90 minutes long on how to become trigger-proof, the step-by-step. -step. Let me know. Let me know. Send me a DM telling me that you want in. See you at the next perfect.